It's Tuesday, April 26, 2022. While we were out... Typically, we're talking about this in summer, early fall, even to the middle parts of fall. It's April, and we're talking about these wildfires. Dangerously early, extreme wildfires erupt in the western U.S. Accountability for investor-owned utilities behaving badly, plus... Our forests are our planet's lungs. They literally are recycling and cycling CO2 out of the atmosphere. That's what they do. Biden administration protects old growth forests, but resumes oil and gas leasing. Well, that's not good. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We can't forget that achieving our ambitious climate goals is going to require nature itself to play a role. That's why today I'm signing an executive order. To tell nature to knock it off, Jack. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Tessie Doyen, we've been out for a week for spring break. I'm sure nothing at all happened. (laughs) What do you have to catch us up today? Well, while we were out, the National Weather Service warned that the western half of the United States is already seeing a dangerously early extreme wildfire season. Unseasonably warm, dry weather, high winds, and an historic mega drought in the west are fueling dozens of deadly destructive wildfires from Arizona to Nebraska. That'll teach those losers in the West? Wait a minute, we're in the West. The most severe fire outbreak is in New Mexico, where Democratic Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham issued emergency declarations after wildfires broke out in nearly half of the state's drought-stricken counties. Mm. In Arizona, Republican Governor Doug Ducey warned residents to be extra vigilant. This is the earliest and most intense start to fire season that we've had. In California, investor-owned electric utility giant Pacific Gas and Electric will pay $55 million to avoid criminal charges over the Kincaid and Dixie fires, both which were ignited by PG&E's decrepit aging equipment, and the company says it will vastly expand its fire safety crews. $55 million? Yes. That's it? According to San Jose Mercury News, the $55 million fine is only a bit more than the CEO's salary for last year. Exactly. Pocket change. And how many people did they kill? Also in California, utility giant SoCal Gas will pay a nearly $10 million fine after state regulators caught the investor-owned company illegally using ratepayer money to fund AstroTurf front groups that lobbied against electrifying buildings. Oh boy, $10 million. Similar schemes to obstruct the shift away from natural gas have been exposed in nearly two dozen states. In the nation's capital, a tragedy, a man who who had set himself on fire in front of the Supreme Court building on Earth Day to protest U.S. failure to act on climate change, has died. His friends said that the oil companies that are causing climate change are the real radicals. And they are. Massive Earth Day marches in D.C. also protested the government's slow pace of climate action. Congress is now back from recess, and congressional Democrats are again trying to craft a budget reconciliation package with climate and clean energy funding that can get the critical vote of obstructionist coal baron Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. I'm sure that'll be no problem at all. The Biden Interior Department says that it will resume required lease sales for onshore oil and gas extraction 
construction on public lands, but that it will slash the amount of land available by 80% and will increase royalty rates. The first time in history that the federal government has ever increased what companies pay to extract publicly owned oil and gas. Biden also reversed a Trump-era rollback to restore environmental safeguards to the Bedrock National Environmental Policy Act. Major infrastructure projects like highways, pipelines, and oil wells will again be required to undergo rigorous environmental review that must also factor in a project's impact on climate change and on local communities. And that is really good news. At least until Donald Trump becomes president again and rolls it all back. On Earth Day in Seattle, President Biden signed an executive order creating a program to protect old growth forests containing the nation's biggest and oldest trees because they're critical to absorbing humanity's carbon emissions. However, his order stops short of a total ban on logging old growth forests. Biden acknowledged the difficulty of enacting climate legislation in the evenly divided Congress, but offered some hope. In order to help bring more of those nature-based solutions into our planet. We have to move quickly. And with this executive order on Earth Day, we're also showing this moment of maximum threat and urgency can also be a moment of enormous hope. Well, I hope nobody notices the fact that he just opened up a whole bunch of federal lands to oil and gas leases again. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we didn't have time for today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your While We Were Out Spring Break 22 Green News Report. Boy, have mercy on me this spring.